0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. All right. Welcome back. Coffee and cream alongside Robbie Lula, Andrew Rogers, as we wrap this thing up on a Monday. Thanks for joining us. We're out at the Pinnacle Bank Championship and it is absolutely beautiful. We were just talking to Jessica. She uh, was about to drive away and, you know, they have a course meteorologist, which I thought was kind of unique and interesting. I love it. You know, I'm kind of. Wondering now what else they have that, (laughs) you know, most other people don't (laughs) for a big golf tournament like this. So uh, that's pretty sweet. Maybe we can get them on uh, later on this week. Uh, Before we go to the sports cleanup, I'll take a moment to tell you about Dingman's Collision Center. Dingman's your one-stop shop for all your car needs. They... They are so good about being invested in the community as well. They have a give back program, which is up to you, Ravi. So say, Ravi, you're going into Dingman's, you have a problem with your car, you know, hopefully not, knock on wood, but <laughs> say you end up at Dingman's. They'll work on your car and you get to then donate one of the three programs that they have set out, but they donate the money. You choose which organization gets the donation. I think that's like such a cool way to get people involved in in charitable organizations here in town. And they're all about investing in the community and investing in youth. Another place where you can go if you have an issue, maybe it's personal injury. There's only one location that I'll send you to, and that's Dyer Law. The Dyer Law team is there to provide that helping hand when you need it, no matter what you're dealing with. 402-393-7529, or visit Dyer.law to chat with trusted professionals about your personal injury claim. That's Dyer, dot law. Shane, do you happen to have the sports cleanup intro? Uh, for you, Andrew, I do. Things oh, okay. you wanted us to get to from the weekend, but we didn't clean up on aisle six it's the coffee and cream sports cleanup on Hale varsity radio okay robbie the big thing i wanted to first talk about with the sports cleanup was <sighs> i'm disappointed um <laughs> the u.s women's national team knocked out in the round of six danger sure, to yeah. sweden um, not only were they knocked out. This was the final year of a bunch of greats sure. on the team, yeah. kind of like that strong core group. You had Megan Rapino, You had Julie Ertz, who retired. Um, Alex Morgan did say that she would come back, mm-hmm. uh, but aside from that, like the 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 powerhouse of once we of what we once knew yeah. was United States women's soccer. No more. After getting just completely destroyed this year and you know i i say that with such reverence because of what they've done yeah but the expectation that was set for this team every single tournament and watching them operate they never looked ready to play and every time they had a chance at you know getting over the hump they couldn't capitalize it just wasn't their year uh get back to the final
1: yeah well and obviously offensively they struggled a lot they only scored one goal in their final three matches of uh the tournament they only scored three against vietnam a lot of people thought that was going to be you know five six (laughs) maybe more Goals. and i believe and
0: they, they tied somebody too uh when i was out in gatlinburg and the only reason i know that is because i bet on them
1: yeah um, so it was uh, i believe the netherlands netherlands one, that's exactly what it and was that was, one the, that was the only goal they scored in their last three matches and so um they really really struggled putting the ball on the net and that's not something we've typically mm-hmm. seen from this uh u.s women's national team and that's something they're gonna have to figure out now there are a lot of really talented young players kind of making their way up now. And that was kind of the interesting dynamic of this team is you had the older guard that you mentioned, uh, with like Ertz and Rapino. some of them we had already seen move on, like Abby Wambach from last, uh, from the previous world cup, but some of these kind of stalwart players mm-hmm. that we had come to know and love for the U S women's national team were getting towards the end of their careers, uh, here. And, There was, I don't want to call it a tension, but there was an interesting dynamic between the young up-and-comers and and the older guard that was still kind of hanging on for their last World Cup here. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see moving forward um, what this looks like. I don't think this spells doom and gloom for the U.S. women's national team by any means, but I do think they're going to have to deal with a couple things here. A, kind of getting some seasoning for this uh, new young group of athletes that they've got coming up that's super talented but obviously doesn't have the experience that this last group did and then also dealing with the fact that the rest of the world is catching up with them in a pretty serious way and I know there's been a handful of countries that have been really good and really competitive with uh, the U.S. women's national team over the past several years but there still seem to be a gap between Mm -hmm. them and the rest of the world that gap is closing pretty much seemingly every year every tournament we see whether it's uh the world cup or the olympics or whatever else that gap is closing in a hurry and um you know it's kind of like it used to be with men's basketball on the international stage at the olympics there used to be an enormous gap and then teams because of how dominant the u.s was in those sports it's grown the sport globally women's soccer has grown globally in a way that um the u.s probably has some credit for the same way um, the Dream Team grew basketball globally um, with their performance in Barcelona. So, you know, it's part of a it's kind of a, a demise of your own mm-hmm. making because you make the sport so popular around the world that everybody wants to start playing. Um, that's something they'll have to deal with. I don't think it's again, I don't think it's a doom and gloom situation for the U.S. Women's National Team, but I don't think it's going to get any easier either.
0: And frankly, there were some players on the team that were distracted with other things going on. Um, With with being a pioneer for whether it was equal pay or um, sure, there's been a lot going on. There's been a lot of stuff, too, with divide and politics. And, um, you know, there those distractions can not only weigh heavy on a person, but it can also lead to a lot of criticism. And yeah. when you don't perform at the standard that you're supposed to, sure. you're going to get called out for those distractions. And so you have to be able to find that balance as an athlete or as as somebody that is well known in your respective sport guy, yeah. because you are a public figure. Um, so I, I I'm not I don't want to point fingers, but you know there is that potential of hey you were distracted. And because of this distraction, it bled into something else. And now the culture of the team is what it is. And you lose in the round of 16. And here we are today. Um, aside from that, you had a big blockbuster trade in hockey yesterday, which was kind of shocking. DB, if you were in the chair, would be, you know, <laughs> pumping his fist because he got Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson is now a Pittsburgh Penguin and the pens reads. it's this is a lot it's a three-team trade penguins acquired eric carlson rem pitlick and dylan hamiluk uh also a third round pick in 26 the sharks who i think got the worst end of the deal got uh michael and mike hoffman along with jan or jan ranta all but they got that first round pick in 2024 which is top 10 protected but still uh that's that's not what you're looking for. I mean, Eric Carlson is Eric Carlson at the end of the day. Um, and then the Canadians were involved in that trade too, who got Casey DeSmith from the Penguins to help the. I don't know. As they're juggling two other goaltenders. They're trying to find some, you know, solidified, true number one goaltender there. Allen really wasn't it last year. They leaned on him to be it, but he wasn't. Uh, so uh, you know, you have some options there in Montreal, but. All in all, the Penguins seem to get an A-plus deal, yeah. especially because they got Eric Carlson. And it looks like here's what the Penguins are doing. They're thinking old and staying old. You know, Malkin has, I think, three years left on his contract. Crosby has two. Latang is up there in age. I think he's like 36 or, or, or somewhere around there. So... The Penguins are playing to their strengths, and I think that's why they're given an A-plus in a deal like this.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, when you've got an older core like that, you kind of want to extend that championship window as much as you can by taking advantage of of what you got on the table right now. Obviously, bringing Carlson in is a huge addition for them uh, as well, so... You know, it's, it's honestly what I was hoping the Warriors were going to do last year, and they finally did this year by being, bringing in Chris Paul. Like, don't run from the fact that you're aging as a group. Embrace it and just try and maximize that window. It looks like that's what the Penguins have decided to do.
0: Now, Major League Baseball uh, is something to continually – be something that you pay attention to at this point it is august 7th we are getting closer and closer to the end of the season there's still a ways to go i, I want to say there's about 40 ish games left somewhere around there um i think but, we're right at 50 Oh, okay right so right 50, 50 so yeah. there you go 50 games left in the season uh depending on who you're rooting for uh watch this dip though with the arizona diamondbacks because they have really fallen off they were at least a couple weeks ago the team that was kind of hanging on by a thread and now all of a sudden they are eight and a half back in the nl west which is pretty shocking to see the centrals remain the same so is the east but it does look like the Phillies are finding some rhythm again Mm kind of like they did last season some second half life we I don't think they're catching the
1: Braves but they got no but
0: we predicted the Marlins would fall off and after the trade deadline we knew the Mets were transitioning so they'll they won't be an issue and then you kind of get the same teams as you go up toward the East Central and West but seeing the Diamondbacks just just kind of get kicked and stay kicked while they're down. <laughs> like It's it's <laughs> not something you want to or a position you want to be in if you're an Arizona Diamondbacks
1: fan. Well, and the thing that I'm looking at, obviously, you know, as a Red Sox fan, I pay pretty close attention to the AL East. Uh, don't want to talk about where the Red Sox are in the AL East. <laughs> when right they're now.
0: three games above 500 and still 12 and a half back. Right.
1: Yeah, that, that division Whoa. is crazy. But how about the Orioles sharing the 70 win marker with Atlanta as the only teams in the league right now uh, at that threshold? I think you're the, telling me you didn't predict that. I think the Orioles might uh, be might, better than well have given them credit for. Well, there's certainly. A, no has, one wants to
0: buy in yet.
1: Well, I, I think we just keep waiting for them to run out of steam, maybe mm-hmm. run out of gas a little bit, sure. but they do have a ton of young talent both on the roster and in the farm system and it's maybe they're just early. Maybe they just got here early. Well, and they
0: added Jack Flaherty at the deadline, who's been really good for that team so far. Okay, one final time, I want to set a reminder for you. A reminder, August 13th, Sunday at 7 o'clock on Nebraska Public Media. You are catching the one and only Damon Benning narrating in the Deed the Glory Memorial Stadium. It's Nebraska Public Media's newest local sports documentary. It follows the evolution of the stadium. Again, one more time, that is August 13th at 7 p.m. That'll do it for today's show. We'll see you tomorrow.